Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Daily Tip, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up in our final hour on the Friday morning good time edition, we get you set for the NFC Championship game. And maybe we'll give some love to Jared Goff while we're at it. This poor guy, we've given him no credit this week. Hardly mentioned his name. That's going to change. Then at 820, it is back to the AFC Championship game. We will bring in Tim Barbales from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore for a chat. Then we wrap up on this Friday by finding out what the Dogster is up to. And then we hand out our best bets as well. We were just talking about this in the break. How crazy is it that Bill Belichick increasingly looks like he will not be on a sideline next year? So maybe he goes into TV. I bet he would be really good on television, believe it or not. I know some people think, oh, I've seen him in front of the media. He sucks. But there is a difference between answering questions from the press and also extrapolating and talking about your football knowledge. And obviously, he has endless amounts of knowledge and insight. So I think that's probably the call, right? He does TV for a year. He waits for the right job. And then guess what happens? Catch a Jared Jones. I need you, Bill. I need you down here. Mike's not getting it done. He folded again in the playoffs. I got to get a ring. I'm 82 now. Next year, Jerry will be 82. I need one more ring, Bill. That's going to happen. 
Bill Belichick to the Cowboys in a year. I still can't believe that he's not going there this year because I thought for sure during halftime Mm -hmm. of that game against the Packers that Jerry Jones was quaking and, you know, trying to work his phone and the technology there. Like, how do I get this thing to call Bill Belichick? I need to call him right now Uh, because Mm -hmm. I do think that the desperation will set in and Bill Belichick taking the path that I believe Sean Payton did. Didn't Sean Payton take Mm -hmm. a, a year or two off? Even though, was there mm-hmm. something to the effect of, I'm trying to remember if that's when any scandals were like around. I don't think it was, right? Like he didn't leave under pretenses that were not great. He just left, No, right? I don't think so. Yeah, he just took he a break. And then, yeah, and then came back when he found the right job for him. Yeah, so I feel like that's yeah. what Bill Belichick should do. He should, you know, take a year off, relax, you know, go hang out with Lee Corso. Because you're right. When Bill Belichick wants to talk about something, he wants mm-hmm. to talk about something. And he actually will talk for quite some time. That answer about special teams when he was on the college game day set with Lee Corso talking about mm-hmm. Navy football. So there is, you know, something in him that I do think would be good on TV. And of course, you know, he has all of the knowledge in the world that would be great for a TV set. So we will see, but definitely not how I saw this playing out. I was just looking. Like, who are the teams that don't have coaches? Like, the the list is growing short, and there are still two coaches, like, that I thought were going to get teams. Belichick and Vrabel. Don't they both not have mm-hmm. teams right now? Yeah. Washington's still open. They've shown no interest in Belichick. Yeah. And Seattle. But why would you jettison a 72-year-old for a 71-year-old? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So. He's not getting a job. The commanders are not going to hire Bill Belichick. At all. I think they're going to go with Ben What Johnson, about Mike Vrabel? The Lions offensive coordinator. Well, now you're the Titans expert. Tell me where your guy Vrabes is going. I have no idea. I, he could be out too, at least for a year. God, people love to ask me this when I do like my radio interviews. I'm like, I'm not friends with them. Like, we don't have conversations. You want to be. Like, I can, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can like, see the same headlines that everybody else does, but I don't have any insider mm-hmm. information. Like, I thought he would go somewhere. I think he's a great head coach. But like I said, the head coaching jobs are dwindling. Do you think he goes? I don't think you said anything about him going to Washington. That doesn't seem like a fit there. They've shown no interest. What about Seattle? So I guess it's a possibility, but maybe not. And it's so so very NFL-like to... You know, have a head coach who has a name or a resume like a Belichick or a Vrabel, and then eventually, whether it's immediate or not, they'll be back in the mix. They'll be head coaches somewhere. It just may not be now, particularly Vrabel because of his age. I mean, Bill Belichick, you are taking on a man who's not a dinosaur, but certainly who is one of the one of the game's elder statesmen. So, and also, Bill Belichick wants a lot of power, and yes, mm-hmm. he has the resume. At the same time, you would say, well, hasn't that been the problem in New England for the past few years? You've had this power, what you used to be really good at and skilled at, which is bringing in and drafting the right players is an area in which he's really faltered. So I don't think it's necessarily about his head coaching acumen so much as it is about how much power he's given within an organization. And Belichick still wants that power. So if you're going to hire him, you might have to arrange your front office, and that's a big ask for a guy that is coming off some bad seasons. Yeah, and I think the only team that's desperate enough to do that 
is going to be the Dallas Cowboys when once again mm-hmm. next year they are saddled with yet another first round playoff exit. I can see it now. <laughs> Chelsea, we got to talk about the NFC Championship game. Lions, Niners, Niners laying seven, Niners minus 350 on the money line. The Lions plus 260, your total set at 51. I Let's give some credit to Jared Goff. I love this answer. He was asked on 97.1 the ticket about whether he pays attention to bulletin board material. And he goes, depends what it is. What do you got? And the host says, well, after your game, Skip Bayless tweeted and immediately Goff cuts him off and says, nah, nah, you can stop now. I don't care about anything he says. I was like, oh, it's beautiful. I love that answer. I love it so much because I don't like Skip Bayless. But do you believe Jared Goff has enough in the tank to keep this within the number or win outright in San Francisco? Jared Goff has been very good this year. That trade between the Rams and Lions, and I know the Rams won the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford, but it has been great for both organizations, and he's got to have a great game. He's put up big numbers, but obviously facing this Niners defense is a lot different. And he doesn't have good numbers against the Niners. He has struggled against San Francisco in past matchups as well. Doesn't it feel like Jared Goff is the LaCroix of quarterbacks? Like, he's not bad, but he's not good. Like, maybe he's the best flavor of LaCroix, but he's certainly not a Sprite. Like, he's not a Sprite like Patrick Mahomes, but... So do you get the reference that I'm hinting at? Have you had a LaCroix? I have had a LaCroix, but I think he's better than that. He's better than a LaCroix. This is a, this is a, this is an upper tier quarterback. He's not top tier. He's not in the same conversation as Patrick Mahomes, but the Lions have their franchise quarterback. Jared Goff has put up great numbers over the past few years. He's a three-time pro bowler. So I, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. If you're starting a team tomorrow, you're starting with Jared Goff. But this is why I I talked about at the start of this segment why we just don't give Jared Goff any credit. Why do you think he's LaCroix? What is it about Jared Goff that you say, nah, he's just not doing it for me. This guy's a Sprite. This guy's a 7-Up. This guy's low tier. Well, it should be noted that I do drink LaCroix. So I'm not saying that LaCroix is bad. Like, LaCroix is not bad. It'll get you through. If it is cold and it is served that way, The Key Lime LaCroix is actually pretty good. And it doesn't have any calories. It doesn't have any sodium, whatever. So, like, it's good for you. And it tastes good enough. Like, that's how I feel about Jared Goff. He's not bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's actually pretty good, especially if it's the best flavor and if it's at the right temperature. Because isn't that one of the narratives for Jared Goff? If he is playing outdoors in cold weather, it's kind of the flip side. If Jared Goff is cold, he's not as good. But this game is not supposed to have any weather elements to it, but it is played outside. Do you think that's a narrative worth putting in the handicap? Because I have heard so many people saying, oh, you don't play Jared Goff when he's playing outdoors. But mm-hmm. it's supposed to be nice weather. Is this a thing or does the you know surface and you know the lack of a dome really mean that much to a quarterback? I think it does. Absolutely. Look at the Dolphins. They're a perfect example. Absolute perfect example, not just a quarterback, but as a team. When they play in warm weather, they just they don't know how to handle it. What was the stat before they played the Chiefs in temperatures below 40? They're not like winless in the playoffs all time. They've just never won a game. 
because they're so accustomed to playing in South Florida. And so when you're a team that plays in a dome and particularly come playoff time, when the weather changes, it gets colder, and all of a sudden you're used to practicing under a dome, used to playing under a dome, and then you go out in the elements, it can absolutely be a part of the handicap. And it's it's a fair statement when it comes to Jared Goff. And also, Brock Purdy isn't great in the rain either. I don't know if it's going to rain this weekend, but I don't think it's going to be terrible. I believe we're going to see temperatures in, what, the 40s out in San Francisco? But, yeah, that's a real thing when it comes to Jared Goff. Oh, for sure. So if we're equating players to drinks, I would say Debo Samuel is like grenadine. You can just put a little splash of him, and he instantly makes the drink way better. And I like sweet drinks, so like take that as you will mm-hmm. in, in that metaphor. So I think you need to monitor the status of Debo Samuel because we've said this all week long. I think if you were betting on the Niners, you want to have Debo Samuel on the field. He didn't practice on uh, Wednesday, but on Thursday, he was back at practice. He was limited, but I do think he plays in this game. So I'm leaning towards the 49ers now. I think he matters more to this offense than people realize. If you look at yards per play for this offense, they are a full yard and a half better when Debo Samuel is on the field. So I think this is a big boost for them, especially going against that secondary, the Lions, who has given up at least 349 pass yards in each of the last two games. They are giving up the second most yards per attempt of any secondary in the league over the course of the regular season. So, Jenks, I think that's the sabotage factor for Detroit. Do you think the biggest Mm -hmm. reason to not bet on the Lions is their defense? Yes. And also, I need to correct myself. It's not going to be in the 40s in Santa Clara this weekend. It's going to be 70. I was way off. Right. Don't ever trust me with a forecast, ever. <laughs> Guys, uh, I, yeah, hunker down this weekend. we got a Category 5 coming in. It'll be like 80 and calm. I think, yes, ultimately, over the course of the game, we're going to see the Niners have a lot of success. That's why the total is so high, and I kind of like the Niners team total as well. Just that Detroit secondary. We saw Baker Mayfield. Now, he made a couple of critical mistakes in that game, but Baker Mayfield put up, what, more than 340 yards passing against the Lions secondary? Blew past his passing prop. So I, I think that's because as good as the Lions can be, you can throw, you can toss the football around on them. You can score on them. And with so many weapons at their disposal, I think the Niners eventually sort of pull away in this one. I think now it is a big number. So the Lions can also score. So maybe they keep it within the seven. But if you're talking about exposing that secondary, I absolutely think the Niners can do that. Well, that was going to be my next question. Do you think the spread matters in this game? Because we've talked about this in the playoffs yeah. so far, there have been 10 games. The spread has only mattered. In two of those, do you think there's a scenario in which the Niners win but don't cover? Because I will say the two games out of the postseason that the spread has not been covered, it's been both of these two teams. It's been the Niners against the Packers and the Lions Mm -hmm. against the Rams. Do you think this is a game where a team wins but doesn't cover? No, I, I like the Niners to win and cover. I'm on both favorites this weekend. Maybe I'm being a square, but I think it's a nice little buy low spot on the Niners. And I've said this before is that last week against the Packers, I think people maybe started doubting the Niners a little bit and said, Oh, maybe the San Francisco team isn't what we thought. No, I think green Bay was really, really good. And the Niners showed a lot of fortitude and doing what they never do, which is rallying from a deficit and winning that game. And I also think, you know, emotion is is a funny thing when it comes to betting. Just like when you see Patrick Mahomes getting points, and I'm not saying you can't make a case for the Chiefs. You certainly can. You say, 
Mahomes, points, Chiefs. And when you see the Lions, you're like, man, it's so fun to see what the Lions are doing. You get caught up in that excitement and you say, oh, seven points with the Oh, I'm on the Lions. We have a map here that Bill shared with us yesterday. Like 80% of the country, if not more, is cheering for the Detroit Lions. I think it was Twitter that decided to geotrack tweets supporting or showing, you know, where different tweets were coming from or what teams they were supporting. And it's far and away Detroit. So I think that's part of it, too, is that you say, oh, the Niners struggled. Also, you want to get on that Lions bandwagon because the majority of the country is on the Lions bandwagon. Oh, yeah. All right. So let me interest you in a bet, maybe. Okay, so we know you like the Ravens. Sounds like Mm -hmm. you like the Niners to win. Would you do a Niners-Ravens parlay for minus 108? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Sold. Minus 108. (laughs) I like sold. I would love, I would love to deal. Open it. Open it. Deal. I'll do it. 150 bucks. I'm in. Do I get a shot? I'm in. Well, (laughs) I, I would love to tease these two things. I would love to tease the Niners down to one and tease the Ravens as well. The problem is I don't want to tease through zero. So that really doesn't appeal to me. I mean, I guess you could probably do it, but I don't want to do that. So I think the better play is just, yeah, you take both money lines, minus one away. Boom. Deal, Howie. I'm going to do it. I'm walking out of here with at least $100. Coming up next year on the show, we dig deeper into the NFL playoffs, this time by previewing the Chiefs and Ravens, and we'll bring in Tim Barbales from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Friday. It is an Andy Tipper Beck UL presented by Ben MGM. I'm Michael Jenkins live in DC. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville. Well done, Double D. Coming up shortly, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens look to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. We will bring in Tim Barbales from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore to talk about it. Chelsea, you fancy yourself a Horticulturist, correct? You got a green thumb? Maybe you'll like this. A little bit. A little bit, right? So down in Georgia at Stanford Stadium, they are replacing the hedges. Of course, if you know college football, they have hedges around the inside of the stadium, encompassing the football field there. They've been in place for 95 years. Well, now they have to replace the hedges because their their lifespan is between 20 and 40 years old, and the hedges are now 31 years old. So it's time to replace them. And so what they did when they replaced them back in 1996 is they took clippings from those hedges, and then they took them to various nurseries around the state and started growing them again so that they could keep the lineage alive, which is pretty cool. So when they replace these hedges, yes, they're going to be replaced, but 
they will be essentially the grandsons and granddaughters of the original hedges from 94 years ago which is incredible to me that they had the forethought to sort of put this plan in place they're going to do it during the spring so i think if you're looking for maybe a road trip this summer they maybe need some help down there you and jake little summer trip down to georgia you can help them out Oh, I've been between the hedges uh, when I lived in Columbus, yeah. Georgia, when I was a sports reporter. So ah. I've been to some of those games. The hedges, they are glorious, and they do a great job with them. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know plants, like certain plants, had a lifespan. Like, I thought they just kind of, you know, went on. And if something didn't bother them, like if there wasn't a deep freeze, they would just keep on growing. Because, like, look at trees. Look at how big some of those trees are. And, like, unless somebody <laughs> roots them up, it just feels like they keep on growing. So I didn't know this about hedges. I didn't either. I'm like you. I'm like, wow, look at that tree. That tree's got to be like, hey. what, 100 years old? Like, I have no idea. But like, it no is. At all. I'm just, but it probably is, yeah. But I guess these hedges, they, after a while, you know, like us, they just hit the end of the road and it's over. <laughs> and you got to try and replace it. Here's a guy that can't be replaced. I'm talking Tim Barbalace from 105.7 The Baltimore. He is the co-host of Inside Access from 2 to 6, Monday through Friday. Also, his dog, Zoe, is running around somewhere. So if you hear a bark, that's Zoe, big gambler. Tim, we were talking about just the vibes in Baltimore and how big this is for the city of Baltimore. So you, can you sort of put in perspective for us? Like what it feels like to be on the cusp of this championship game because Baltimore is a great sports city, but they haven't had an event like this in town in a long time. Yeah, it's been a crazy week, and we're seeing just the hype ratchet up day by day as this week goes yeah. on. And we were doing a segment uh, a few days ago on the show. Just this is the biggest sporting event in the city of Baltimore since when? I mean, you had the 2014 ALCS against the Kansas City Royals. That, of course, didn't go well. Um, but it's even bigger than that. I mean, does it go to 2131 with Cal back in 1995, the Ravens' first home game uh, back in Baltimore at, at Memorial Stadium in 1996? This is a massive game. And you see the Ravens breaking out all the stops. Uh, you got Ray Lewis and Ed Reed coming back, Jonathan Ogden, Michael Phelps. Uh, the Chiefs are sending T. Swift, and the Ravens raised it to T. Payne playing at halftime. I mean, everyone's out here. I mean, it, it is a massive, massive week for the city. Yeah, T. Payne, a great vocalist. I have seen some of his covers of, like, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne songs. They're actually really good. Something I didn't He's know. Like, like for a guy that like made his living with autotune, he's got a hell of a voice. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah. All right. So we won't get into T-Pain too much because we do have a game to dissect. And I keep trying to think of the game script here and how this game is going to unfold but I keep thinking, okay, so for the entirety of the year, we have heard about the balance that we've seen on the Ravens' offense, how they were going to be committed to throwing the ball more. Last game, Lamar Jackson rushed for over 100 yards. So which game plan do you think we see here? Do you think it's dependent on, like, the defense and what the Chiefs give them? Or do you think we see more designed runs for Lamar Jackson? 
I mean, I think it's de- definitely dependent on what the Chiefs give them. But I will say this, interestingly enough, with how good both defenses are, Ravens and Chiefs, they're both susceptible against the run. I mean, we saw James Cook have success against Kansas City. We saw Josh Allen have success on the ground against Kansas City. And what's wild about Lamar Jackson, I, I saw a stat at minimum of five games played in the playoffs. He's top five in rushing yards per game all time in the playoffs. So I, I know his prop uh, for rushing has really gone up. I know earlier in the week, uh, Jason Lockham for a co-host, uh, he got Lamar's rushing at 57 yards. Now I think it's north of 66, 67. But I, I would expect the Ravens offense to differ from last week in the fact that they didn't take any shots downfield. I mean, Lamar didn't have a single pass travel 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. I would think that they're going to need more chunk plays this week in order to beat the Chiefs. But I would expect Justice Hill, Gus Edwards to get quite a few carries in this one. We're talking with Tim Barbalace. He is co-host of Inside Access from 2 to 6 on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Also host of Baltimore Football Daily from 6 to 7. Tim, when you look at the Baltimore defense, I mean, just the the eye test is really impressive. But then you go into, I guess, the underlying metrics. And this is this is one of the better defenses we've seen in the NFL actually in a long time. Is that the real key for Baltimore here is, of course, it's Lamar. Of course, he gets the spotlight and the headlines. But it's that defense that is winning games here because of how they can just shut teams down. Well, I think it's complimentary football. And, and mm-hmm. this defense. Look, Mike McDonald, who amazingly enough probably isn't going to get one of the head coaching vacancies now that it continues to dwindle. But, I mean, you think of all the different great offensive play callers that the Ravens have faced down the stretch, you know, the Shanahan's, the McVeigh's, the the McDaniels. I mean, so many disciples of the, the coaching tree. And Mike McDonald keeps coming up with the answers. And the defense just from top to bottom is really, really good. Uh, like you said, Jenks, like uh, led the NFL in sacks. You had Justin Matabike, really great breakout year for him with 13 sacks. You got the best inside linebacker duo in football with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. You got emerging young talents like a Brandon Stevens, um, Kyle Hamilton, who was a first-team All-Pro. He's going to be a big-time player in this matchup. And he's such a great chess piece for Mike McDonald to use. But if there is one weakness for this defense is you can run the ball on them. And it hasn't really been too exposed this year, considering that the Ravens have just been boat racing teams and you take the ground game out of it. But Ravens are 26th in yards per carry allowed. They give up four and a half yards per carry. And that's why I think the biggest key to this game for the Ravens defense is slowing down Isaiah Pacheco because – as crazy as this may sound, if you make the Chiefs one-dimensional, I really like the Ravens' secondary versus the Chiefs' pass catchers. So I, I think that they, they could definitely uh, win that battle. Okay, so defensively speaking, and stopping Patrick Mahomes, you just said that you know the secondary is one of the, the strengths of the Ravens' team. But what is what is the sabotage factor for the Ravens this weekend, other than just the run game? Is there a factor that is kind of going under the surface that you've noticed that you're scratching your head and you're saying, okay, so if this happens, uh, the Ravens may not win? Sure. I mean, the run game's the big one for me. Um, mm-hmm. 
go to the offensive side of the football where, look, the first half in Houston, it wasn't pretty. Um, you know, the Texans were blitzing the heck out of them and having success. Lamar was sacked on back-to-back plays to end the first half. You know, is 10 points going to be enough in a half to beat a Patrick Mahomes? But I just think this Ravens team is rolling. And, you know, we keep saying, you know, locally, nationally, okay, this is the test. This is the test. They go up against the 49ers, the Dolphins. You know, they were playing that game for the one seed. And they crushed both of them. You know, there's no more test really to pass for the Ravens. I I think the Ravens are the test. And, And I get it. You know, the Chiefs, defending champs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, those guys are unbelievable in the postseason. But this Ravens, this Ravens team from top to bottom, I think is the best in football. Tim, I happen to agree with you. And I know it's hard to sort of explain what the mentality of a team is. But listening to this Ravens locker room, it I know teams always like to say, oh, we're the underdogs. You play with a chip on their shoulder. But it really feels like when you listen to these guys, like to a man, they have all bought into this idea that no one is giving us enough credit and they kind of play pissed off. Is is that accurate? Do you, do you get that sense? Oh, it's 100% accurate. And just being in the locker room, you know, the past couple of years compared to this year, it, it is a different vibe. It's a different focus. And – I was uh, at the facility during the 49ers week where Kyle Hamilton, he was at the podium and he was saying, you know, oh, the number one seeds aren't made equal. You know, 11 win teams aren't made equal talking about the 49ers and how much pub that they get. And they did feel disrespected going into that football game. And they, you know, their talking was with the pads, was with their play. And it was similar when they played the Lions. I remember when the Lions came into Baltimore and they were really rolling. Ravens kind of had that same underdog mentality and they went out and won that game 38-6. to They've absolutely embraced that type of role. And it's been a different type of focus in particular for a Lamar Jackson. You know, we've seen and heard from Marlon Humphrey. Uh, we had Kevin Zeitler on the Ravens starting guard and different players say, it's a different guy this year. The contract's beyond him, uh, behind him, and he's taken on more of a leadership role. First guy in, last guy out at the facility. He's calling out players. I mean, we we heard about that halftime speech um, in this past game against Texans. Uh, so if they could bottle that up, you know, you would take that because they outscored <laughs> him 24 to nothing in the second half. But it, it, the laser focus for this team, and in particular Lamar Jackson, is extremely noticeable. All right, Tim, a couple minutes left. What do we expect from Mark Andrews this week? Coming off the injured list, used to be a security blanket for Lamar Jackson. Do we see a big game from him? It's so tough to say. I mean, I think last I saw it was like 35 and a half for his receiving prop this week. Look, he's going to want to be out there. Uh, He's going to want to be out there every single play. But is he going to be on some sort of pitch count? And if so, when could we see him? And you look at Mark Andrews, you look at Isaiah Likely. Likely scored six touchdowns since Mark Andrews' absence. Andrews had six touchdowns prior to going down uh, with the injury. I think red zone is where you could see him. And I was kind of sprinkling in some anytime touchdown prop for Mark Andrews. I think the numbers there are pretty good. 
Um, you know, you're looking at third down. You're looking at red zone when you're talking about Mark Andrews, especially this week. But it's so tough to really gauge, you know, because we haven't seen him since mid-November. So I, it's tough to lean into a heck of a lot of Mark Andrews props. But sprinkling on an anytime touchdown, I think, could be a good play. He is the co-host of Inside Access from 2 to 6 p.m. on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Also host of Baltimore Football Daily from 6 to 7 and Ravens pregame host. It is Tim Barbalay. Tim, great insight. We really appreciate it. You got it. Anytime, guys. Oh, man. He's got me fired up for Baltimore this weekend. Oh, thank you, Zoe. I told you Zoe was a gambler. She said, lay it. Lay the points. Play the points with the Ravens this weekend. That's what I'm going to do. It's I, And I know, of course, when you cover a team, it's easy to root for that team and get behind that team, but I'm just with them. I think the Ravens are going to make a statement against the Chiefs. I'm just going to go ahead and just lean into this all the way. I do think on paper the Ravens have all the advantages. But again, I have fallen victim to you know going against a very good generational quarterback against the spread, and that did not end well for me. When I bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, don't bet against Tom Brady, duh. Uh, somebody's going to sit there and say, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, duh. So, like, I don't know if I want to subject myself to that. But I do think it's the Ravens. I think uh, I think my bet's going to be Ravens plus 180 to win the Super Bowl, get a little plus money uh, on them. Oh, what's that, Zoe? Oh, Zoe says yes. Zoe says no. yes. I'm with you. Can we get Zoe to take over for the dongster? <laughs> Is that possible? Any, I'd much rather have a dog in yeah, here. Yeah, if we had an, a live animal... That'd be amazing. That'd be good for my voice. Maybe a therapy dog here in studio. Dogs through your time. It's oh. all, man. It's coming to an end, buddy. I'm like, oh, he, he wants to be on this show. <sighs> your time is limited. Coming up next. Yeah, it's championship week in the NFL. Will Chelsea put some money on the big games or stick with college basketball? Find out next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Yes, we'll talk to the dogster too. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Back to the Daily Tip. It is Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by our good friends from BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Best bets coming your way in just a bit. Oh, man. Here's one thing you should never do. And... Of course, you've heard this before, but just to reinforce this idea, if you're traveling, never make a joke about doing something that might disrupt the flight. There is a kid in Spain who made a joke on Snapchat, and this is the crux of it because he said it privately, but the man is always listening, and he made a joke to his friend about getting on a plane from Spain, and I think he was headed to the Spanish island of Menorca. I have not heard of that island. But he made a joke to a friend. Hey, on my way to blow up this plane, said he was a member of the Taliban. Not smart. So what happens? 
The man sees this, the government sees this, and they scramble fighter jets to escort this plane because they didn't know it was a joke. So now they are billing this kid. They're charging him as well. But they're billing him $120,000 because they had to scramble these jets to fly alongside this plane because they didn't know if this was a joke or not. Never joke about blowing up a plane, ever. Even if don't, just don't do it. And now this kid is going to be in debt for a long time if this goes through. Also, there are so many things that you can make jokes about. This doesn't even sound funny. Like, do you think anybody, like, laughed out loud? Like, maybe somebody typed LOL, but I seriously doubt anybody literally laughed out loud. Like, it doesn't seem that funny. Like, I would, I guess, have to see the joke, you know, in the context. Like, maybe there is a comedian that can make it very funny, but I somehow doubt that this kid wrote this amazing joke about, like, taking down a plane. Like, why? And it's going to cost him. Does he even have $120,000? Is this going to be like his new student loans? Yes. It's just like walking through TSA and being like, oh, I got a couple guns in there. I'm like, if you do that, guess what? You will be escorted away immediately to a room and you will be charged and you'll be questioned. Just don't ever do that. And you you have to be that careful because you never know, right? Like some people are crazy. It's just, it's not funny. It's a bad idea. And now, oh my God. What a dumb, he's a kid, you know, he's only, what, 21 years old. So I guess that's part oh, of the excuse here. He's just, not that young. Yeah, he's a kid. I thought you were talking right. about like a 14-year-old. 21, you should he's know five. better by now. Yes, <laughs> you should absolutely know better. $120,000. How much? But seriously, what was this for? Like 21 likes on Snapchat? Like how many views do you think this oh. got? Like before the fact? Like his close friends? Yeah, I mean, God. I had a a friend of mine, and he was, we were on a trip to Atlantic City. I'll make this quick because I know we need to get to our bets. But he was making a statement that would be considered inflammatory towards our president. And I was like, hey, I was like, you got to stop that right now. I mean, he's going to the extreme. And I was like, you have, like, you have to stop talking like that. And I'm not kidding. And a few of us were like, listen. Your views are your views. That's why you have to stop talking like this. Like, it can get you in a lot of trouble. Just don't do it. Oh, look at the weather outside. I think the rain's going to stop for a while. Like anything, just not that. Coming up next on Beck Your Daily, Noob Spets joins the show for NFL Championship Weekend and the NBA as well. If you missed our great chat with Tim Barbales from 105.7, the fan in Baltimore, he took the pulse of the team for us, talked about the matchup at M&T Bank Stadium, and his dog Zoe joined the chat as well. All you got to do is download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. Chelsea, you have been on a roll with your bets, so let's keep her going. Time to place your bets. And I see what, oh, I thought it was going to be college basketball, but you were going to the NFL. What do you got? There were not that many college hoops games today that I liked. So we are going with a prop in the NFL. I'm going to go with Niners quarterback Brock Purdy over his passing yardage prop of 279 and a half for minus 115. If you look at the Lions, what have they been doing lately? They have been giving up a ton of passing yards. They've given up at least 349 passing yards in each 
of the last two games. And this is a trend that we've seen all season long. They've given up the second most yards per attempt of any secondary in the NFL. So not a fluke. You look at the Niners when they've gone against some of these secondaries that give up a lot of yards, and Brock Purdy has gone over this number against the Bucks, who are kind of a pass-funneling defense because they're so good against the run. Brock Purdy had 333 in a game that wasn't really close because maybe that's the sabotage factor. If this game's not close... But we saw him get this in a blowout win over the Eagles as well. Had 314 against Philadelphia in a secondary that's been bad all season long. There was one instance against a bad secondary that he didn't get it. It was against the Commanders. And I would say the Lions probably have the capability of making this game a little bit closer than maybe the Commanders. So we're rooting for a tight game. We're rooting for a back and forth game. And we are rooting for Debo Samuel to play in this game because we know he is a big part of this offense. So let's take the over on Brock Birdie's passing yardage prop of 279.5 for minus 115. Ooh, I really love that bet. I will be telling you on that personally because I think that's a great cap and a great analysis there. I'm going back to the ice tonight, guys. Avalanche money line minus 145 hosting the Kings. This is a value play at minus 145. It really is on one of the best teams in hockey, especially when they're playing at home. Colorado this season at home. 19 and five. How about that? And I know they can have some lapses defensively, but it doesn't matter because they can simply outscore you averaging 3.81 goals per contest, including 13 goals in their past two games alone. Alexander Georgiev in front of the home crowd is better between the pipes. His save percentage increases. His goals against average drops to 2.67. I think this gets pricier as the day goes on. Great value on the Avs in Denver. Avalanche money line minus 145. All right. It is time to bring in the third member of our Best Bets crew, and that is the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball, do we like the place today? Brock Purdy over his passing yard prop of 279.5 against the Lions. My reply is no. Well, the 8-Ball, I don't think, has tailed any of my bets this week, and I've had a decent week, so maybe it doesn't matter. How about the avalanche on the money line over the Kings for Jenks? 8-Ball says... Without a doubt. Ooh. Hell yeah. At least it's one for one. One for one, we'll take it. We'll take it. You never know with the eight ball. To check out the eight ball, to check out each and every show on the BetQL network, (laughs) it's easy to do. Just go to twitch.tv slash BetQL. And make sure you download the BetQL app as well because we got to talk about our BetQL five-star best bet. Download the app. Check out all the insight and analysis you get to be a more informed better. All right, Donkster. Before we get rid of you, will he stay on the show? Who knows? We're looking to get a live animal in here. Donkster, give us your plays before the weekend. Good morning. Bleep. 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 Hold on. That's the phone. I'm going to talk to the banker. Okay. What? Oh. Okay, I'll tell her. Okay. Thanks, Jessa. I could use some hay to eat and a healthy back scratch. Deal or no deal? Hell no. I'm not scratching your back. I'm not touching you. Ew. Okay. 
Here are my bets. Lions at 49ers. Under 51 and a half. Let's go to the ice. Kings at abs. Under six and a half. Those are my plays. All right. Good job, Donkster. Sorry about that back scratch. It was worth a shot. I don't think you have a future as a game show host, though. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. Oh, I've been waiting for this interview. Apparently, as we were talking about earlier in the show, Twitter was geotagging oh. tweets and saying, which team are you choosing? Which team are you supporting? Everyone loves the Lions. Everyone is in love with this Cinderella story. But you know who is not? Joe. Oh, Joe, why do you hate the Lions? Please tell us. I mean, I just don't want them in the Super Bowl. I can't deal with two more weeks of the whole Dan Campbell thing. They're a horrendous defense. Nobody wants that. Nobody. I guess you guys all want it. Everybody wants it but me, I guess. I've just, the hype train was going off the rails before the season started. It hasn't stopped. I guess I have to give them credit for beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get here. But, uh, you know. Everything's fallen into line for them. They've been very lucky. As far as the scheduling and playing indoors, like in their last 13 games, this is going to be their second outdoors game. So um, I think you know Ooh. what I want to happen coming up on Sunday. <laughs> okay, so how well, much does that play a factor? Because we talked about this. Jared Goff is right, is good at the right temperature, but the mm -hmm. weather's supposed to be good. So does this cancel out the fact that he's playing outdoors? Yeah, it kind of does, and that's something that I've been debating in my head all week. But it's also good for Purdy, right? Because I guess we've learned he can't play in the rain, small hands, he had glove issues going on over the weekend. So I think it's good for him too. So I'll take the Shanahan side going against the awful defense. <laughs> I love it. Somebody's. Are you just tired of seeing like the Dan Campbell motivational clips, which you see just like uh, everywhere now? I mean, a little bit, but... I, I also think, like, I get why they play for this guy. Would I want him as my yeah. coach? Yeah, I would. And maybe it's because I'm in the NFC North following another team. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know if you guys also saw this. This came into play yesterday. There is a backside tattoo bet. The Hawks says if the Lions win outright, she's getting okay. Dan Campbell's face tattooed on her backside. She is? is oh, dude, I am totally reckless. cheering for the Lions now. <laughs> the, the, what yeah. is she well, that, doing? That was my issue. Right. The the clip is out there. BetQL Daily on Twitter was out there yesterday. It caused quite a ruckus. Yes. Um, but, yeah, like, I've been all in on San Francisco. I'm like, wait, you're making me root for the Lions now because I need to see this loss happen. Oh, my. Yes. Go Lions. <laughs> Joe, have a great show. Thanks for being with us. Wow. We're ending on this. I'm going to talk about this for another hour. Oh, my God. It's a daily tip <laughs> from BetQL presented by BetMGM. For Chelsea, Bill, Matt, Double D, the Donkster, I'm Jinx. Aaron, if you're listening, oh, God, Don't sweet victory come to us, lads. I got to see that backside with Dan Campbell's face on it. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.